is right and appropriate because we have a revelation and an understanding of who God is. Are you at Malachi? It's the last book in the Old Testament right before the book of Matthew. So if you can turn to Matthew, if you need a Bible, lift up your hand so we can get a Bible unto you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need you to be in the word. Amen with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me say this unto you. And I want y'all to receive this. And you know me, I'm not boasting and bragging on myself whatsoever. But this is what the Lord told me to tell you, the people. He says, tell my people that your pastor is turning into another man. And he's turning into another man because you need to turn into another people. That's what he told me to say. And I'm learning in this walking stage of my life in ministry is to say what he says. To say what he says. To say exactly what he says. That's what he said. Tell the people that you're pastor, that you're turning into another man. That they may turn into another people. And God, that he may be glorified in the earth. Because you know it's not about me. It's about him. It's about him. And it's always going to be about him in this house. You hear what I'm saying? It's always going to be about him in this house. Are you at the book of Malachi? Hallelujah. Um, Look at verse 6, and I want you to read with me in verse 6. It says, a son honors his father. Let us read together again. A son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Say of the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests that despise my name, and ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? Look at verse 6 at the beginning again. Say, read with them. Say, a son honor his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, here you go, where is my honor? We're beginning a series today called Anna. And the first question that the Lord wants us to answer is, where is my Anna? Today I want to speak through that very subject. Where is my Anna? Look at your neighbor. Give them a high five. And let them, we're getting ready to find out where his Anna is at. You may be seated in the presence of our life-changing king. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. I thank God for everything that has transpired thus far. Hallelujah. I want you to open up your heart. I believe the hearts are open to receive the engrafted word of God, which will come forth uh, at this hour. I'm here to tell you that that which the Lord will speak not only this Sunday, but the that any, any Sunday or any Wednesday, any time I stand before you, I want you to know that it, it's, it's life-changing. And if you will adhere to it, if you would align yourself up with the word of God, I'm telling you, your life will be the better. You know what I'm saying? Your life. At verse 1 and 1, it says, The burden of the word of, of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. 
the word Malachi, Malachi is the author of this book. He, the word Malachi means my messenger. I say my messenger. God uses people to come and to tell them what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. That's when you know that you're a messenger of God, that you're not afraid of the people. That you got to stand up and tell the people what God has said. And Malachi was one of those type of people. And then look what he says in verse 2. He says, the burden of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. Verse 2, he says, I have loved yet ye say, wherein have I, thou hast loved us. He's writing here, and Malachi is informing the people here, uh, the priests who are the leaders of the people. And all of us are priests of our homes, prophet, priests, and king. So we're just not going to relegate this just this priest here. I am a priest of God. I am the pastor, the under-shepherd of this house, with Jesus Christ being the chief shepherd. He, he, he is the shepherd of this house, and he is the one that I am following. That's why Paul say, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. I'm going with Jesus, church. That's who I'm going with. Amen. I'm going to, and you, look, you, you, you can say anything you want to say about me. But one thing you better say, my pastor is going with Jesus. Is going with Jesus. Going with Jesus. And then Malachi, um, verse 2, he says, I have loved you, saith the Lord, yet you say, wherein have thou loved us? And Malachi is beginning to bring it to remembrance of him that not only did the Lord love you, but he loves you right now. Amen. <laughs> Look what it says. He says, was not Esau and Jacob uh, 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 brothers, saith the Lord, yet I love Jacob? And I hated Esau and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the, the dragons of the wilderness. He's talking about his past love that he had. Amen. Then it, he says, whereas Edom said, verse 4, he's talking about his present love. We are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places that thus saith the Lord of hosts. They shall build, but I will throw down, and they shall call it the order of wisdom. And the people against whom the Lord have indignation forever. And your eyes shall see and ye shall say, the Lord will be magnified from the border of Israel. What the Lord thy God is saying here, he says, I'm showing you that I've always loved you. I love you in the past and I love you in the present. But what he's saying is, knowing that I do love you, that I've always loved you and that I love you now, where is my honor? Where is the love that should be reciprocating back unto me? He, this is what he's saying. He says, where, where, where is my honor? And he's dealing with these priests here, uh, uh, of course, who are, are leaders here uh, uh, in the house of the Lord. Verse 6 again says, a son honoreth his father. This word honor in the New Testament, uh, let me say in the, in the Old Testament, deals with the glory, the weight, the glory, the weight, amen, the, the weight of God, the glory of God, the manifest presence of God. The, you know, we've been talking about in times past, uh, show, uh, show me your glory. What he's saying is show me your honor. Show me that I want to I wanna know the weightiness of God. I want to know the influence. I want to know the full being of God. When we ask God to show me your glory, I want the full measure. I want all that you got, God. This is when we ask God to show. So this, this word glory also means honor in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the word glory was to esteem, precious, dignity, amen, to esteem, precious, and dignity. And so God is asking the people to give me the honor that is due my name. Where is my honor? Where is my honor? Now, I have some potential. 
And I want you to, to listen to these things before we get into And reveal and, and, and say some things to us. He's going to say some things. Because these are all things that he had given unto me. And I wrote down. And I'm careful. I understand. I like to get excited sometimes. Amen. But I don't want in my excitement that you miss something. You know what I'm saying? I want you to be able to clearly get, amen, what the Lord that God has given unto me to say unto you, the people that are here today. Can I get an amen? amen. Now, I want you to understand that the Lord thy God is speaking through his messenger, Malachi. And he's asking Malachi, uh, uh, Malachi is asking the priest on behalf of the God, Lord thy God, where is my honor? What he's asking is, where is my respect and where is my reverence? Amen. And we have painted a picture in worship how good God is unto us. I'm telling you, every one of these worship songs gave us the reality and brought us into remembrance of the goodness of our God. Did they not? I mean, it brought you in a place that, that, that your mind should have opened up and said, God, you're good to me, God. You're better to me than I've been even unto myself and certainly unto you. I want you to know that we live in a society where our children are allowed to disrespect authority and their parents and thus they disrespect God. Now, 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 let me go and put a check. I'm not saying that, that, that our children are doing that, but I'm saying you need to open your eyes to what's going on in this world. And, and, I, and if I tell the truth, some of our children are even allowed to do that. You know, that's not, he says judgment begins first at what? The household of God. We're talking about honor. Where is my honor? Where is my honor? This is what God is asking the church in this hour, in, in this season, where is my honor? And we're going to learn how to honor God as a people in this house. I'm telling you, when we get finished with this service, if you stick with it, stay with it, I'm telling you, you'll be a different person. You'll learn what honor truly is all about uh, uh, when we honor God. I want us to understand this, that our children have been made to believe that they are smarter than their parents. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking the truth. Our children has been made to believe. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Our children have been made to believe that they're smarter than their parents. I understand that some of them are able, they can learn at a greater uh, level than, than that they ever have. See, like the, 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 the more nowadays with all the technology and all of that, they can learn their learning. We put them in these high classes and we want them to get all that. And I thank God for all that. We're giving them worldly knowledge. Somebody say worldly knowledge. Because that's all it is. Let's put it, let's put it in perspective. What we want, we want them to get a good education. Amen. And there's nothing wrong with the education. I'm not going to ride that horse this morning. Amen. There's nothing wrong with the education, but I'm here to tell you, they may be smarter, but they're not wiser. They're not wiser. I heard a brother say yesterday, I come to find out they don't know anything. They don't know anything. I mean, they're teenagers. They think they're grown. I mean, they can get in their 20s. They can get 25, 30. And the more and more they open up their mouth and the more and more stuff that they do, they really don't know anything. And I'm telling you, I come before you like Solomon Day. Lord, I don't know how to go in. Neither do I know how to go out. But Lord, I ask you, give me wisdom, Lord, to lead your people. The minute that we get to the place where we think we done arrived, where we think we got it, where we got this thing down, we got God in order, I'm telling you, you're getting ready to fall. You're getting ready to fall. We shall always be hungering and thirsting for God, for his righteousness, for the very words that will come out of his mouth, the very words that will come off of the paper, the very words that will come out of the mouth of your preacher. I'm telling you, man, we, should, we got to be soaking this thing up. 
We got to be soaking it up because you might not understand right now what's going on. It's just like with our children. They don't understand right now the stuff that we're telling them. But somewhere the light, the lights will come on down the street. They'll come on down the street. And it's the same thing for even you, the people that are here that are God's people. God said, where is my honor? He said, the word has been preached. It has been declared. He said, but your light bulb hadn't came on yet. He says, where's my honor? Where is my honor him? He began to show me. He said, they are smarter than us, or they proceed to be smarter than us. He said, it's through the music that they're listening to. The music is educating them. It's through the TV, the reality show. Now, get me wrong. I'm not saying all music is bad. All TV is bad. But I'm saying that there is a spectrum. There's a realm of it. And there's most of it that's out there, public and, and private, whatever you want to get cable, whatever it is, it is educating our children to believe, first of all, that they're smarter than us and that they're smarter than God, that they don't need no God in their lives. I'm telling you, that's a lie straight from the pits of hell. And you better, I'm telling, I'm telling you as your pastor, don't you ever get to a point that you think you don't need God. Don't ever get to that point where you think you don't need God in your situation and your circumstances. I don't know about you. I don't live long enough. And I know every time I left God out, bro, there has been a disaster. There has been, there need to be some, I needed to call someone in to help clean up my mess. Hallelujah. But we see here, the Lord has been telling me, he says, we live in a society where we are legally allowed to live contrary to the word of God. We are legally, you hear what I'm saying? Allowed to live contrary to the word of God. What you talking about, pastor? Divorce? Cohabitation? Now, if you look here, we're not going to get in Malachi, but Malachi even talks about that. He said, you preach what you done done. You hear, you, you hear you're divorcing your wives. Amen. You, he said you're, you're dishonoring them pretty much what he said. He says you're putting them away. He says uh, that, 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 that you're, not, you're dealing treacherously with the wife of thy youth is the way he says it. He's dealing with them about this. And I'm here to tell you that it's not just through divorce. How about cohabitation? The folks that's snacking and shacking. I mean, that, that, that's dishonoring God. That's straight up in the face of God. You can't tell me that you can live for God. Now, I got a thing here because this is what's coming to the end. This is where we have been deceived. This is what it goes on to say, what the Lord gave me. He says, Pastor, divorce, cohabitation, unequally yoked, same-sex marriages, fornication, abortions. He says all of this. And then he says, he said, this is the sad reality about, he said, because he's asking, where is my honor? But he said, this is the sad thing about it. He says, people are, are, are legally doing these things because uh, the world has, has, has legalized these things. And then, but he go to kick them. He says, but they still declare that we love, respect, and honor God. You got to be kidding me. If you cohabitating, living with someone that's not your husband, if you fornicating, sleeping with somebody that's not your husband or, or your wife, if you are same-sex marriages, if you are, you know, if you doing all these things, you cannot say that you love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength, and that I love my neighbor as myself. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. He's asking, where is my honor? What is, if, if you say you love me, if you lift up your hand, if you sing or dance, whatever you do for me, serve in the house of God, you get whatever it is. Where is my honor? That's what he's asking. Where is my honor? This is the word that is for today. Where is my honor? And he's just not dealing with the people. 
He dealing with the poor pits and the pimp and, 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 and up here in and, and the poor pit. The pimps in the poor pit. The ministers, the leaders, the priests, he's dealing with them as well. Where is my honor? Where is my I might not get a lot of shouts today, but I know this to be the truth. I ain't talking about something I heard about. I'm talking about what I'm seeing. I'm talking about, I'm talking about what folks are living in. Right up in this house. I ain't talking about the house down the street, round the corner and all of that. But even up in this house. And God is asking, where is my honor? I've loved you in the past. I love you in the present. I love you even in the midst of what you're doing. But I want to ask, where is my honor? Where is my honor? How are you honoring me? Where's my honor? We see here, and the Lord began, again, continue to deal with me about these things. This is what he says. He said, tell the people that the devil is a liar and the father of them all. I've already declared that. And then he said, Did this right here knock me out off my chair. He said, the people in this world that we live in, and even in the church, we have more respect for animals, ungodly relationships, entertainers, sports figures, our family members, our jobs, and our personal well-being than we do for our God. I know I ain't going to get no shot on that. I know I ain't going to get no shot on but that's the truth. Let me say that again so they can get it on Memorex. Amen? He said, tell the people. He said, people today have more respect for their animals, ungodly relationships, entertainers, sports figures, even your family members, your jobs, and your own personal well-being than you do have for your God. That's what he told me. And he said, tell my people that disobedience is dishonor. That you dishonor me. Now, let let me say this to you because I don't want y'all to all get messed up. He says, now, he's telling, he's Malachi telling them that God say he, he loved you and he still loved you. But I understand this. And I, I'm learning this even in my own household. I love my children enough to tell them that you dishonor me. That you dishonor not only God, but you dishonor your father. That don't mean that I don't love them. Oh, I, I, see, I, because I do love them, I tell them that. Because I do love them, I tell them that. I tell them that you're dishonoring God and you dishonor your father. But I still love you. And this is what God is saying. Where is my honor? Because I don't look in your shacking and snacking. In your fornication, in your unequally yoked relationship, in all of that, I still love you. What is my honor? What is my honor at? I ain't talking about before you got saved. I'm talking about since you've been saved. What he's saying is, look, I'm not receiving the love that I'm giving out. And more than anything, I want you to love me with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. For I am a jealous God. Anything that you're going to put above me, I mean anything God says. Your own family members, he said, look, I I got a problem with it. Because I want to know where is my honor. 
What is my honor? The Lord, he, I'm telling the Lord got me on a different track and he told me that don't you apologize for anything I do, I tell you to do. Don't you apologize to the people about anything that I tell you to tell the people. Don't make no apology for my word. My word backs up itself. You ain't got to make no excuses about what I'm saying and try to soften it up. He said, now you better bring forth my word. He said, you you better bring it forth. What is my honor? I want to bring this to your reality through the scriptures here. Please turn with me to Romans chapter 1. He is saying today, where is my honor? Where is my honor? Romans chapter 1. When you get there, please say amen. Amen. Romans chapter 1, and then when you get to 1, I want you to see this because I want to bring this into context of what's happening in our society today. And if we're not careful, um, that we, we, we we, we are becoming so acceptable to our society. Pastor Angela and I, and we, you know, we're not going to stay up in the house. I'm going to let my light so shine. I'm going wherever the Lord tells me to go. Yeah. Amen. And, 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 and what I'm saying to you, Pastor Angela and I was at Dairy Queen the other night. And I'm telling you, we were standing there getting some ice cream, doing our thing. We sat down, had our ice cream. And here come two couples mm-hmm. with four children. Mm-hmm. The only problem with the couples were they were both males, both couples. They coming in there with the kid, and you could tell, you could tell, you could tell, you could tell. The spirit that was that was up in there, that was up on there. They got these kids. These are they kids. You hear what I'm saying? Y'all got the, we got to, look, look, you just think about your house. Look, brother, no, 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 no. We, there's something to be done out there. You, you got to bring your children up and some more. You know what I'm saying? And what's happening is, the, the, look, this, this perverted world is, is raising kids now. They done adopted their own kids. You see what I'm saying? They try, see, they done perverted this thing, and they want the same rights and privileges that everyone else had. You might can have it in this world, but you'll never have it with God. And I'm here to tell you, they are dishonoring God. I'm telling you, it, it did something to my stomach. I didn't even want to eat my ice cream any longer. And I'm telling you, you, if you desensitize yourself to this thing and think you can sit around there and it'll be okay, something is wrong with you. Something's wrong on the inside of you. If you can sit there and tolerate that thing and even have your family around that spirit. Something's wrong with you. Lord saying, where is mine? This is why he don't want us divorcing. This is why he wants us committed. This is why he wants us, you see what I'm saying, committed to him. The two should become one because he wants the right thing out there, not some perverted thing that's going on out there. And I just sit and ask myself, what's going to become of these kids? These kids are raising up a whole generation. They're raising, oh, this is okay. This is my daddy and daddy. This is my mama. One of them being the man, the other and being the one. You know, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And neither one of them know what they want to be. You hear what I'm saying? They're changing roles and doing this, you know. They don't know what they want to be. 
And I'm here to tell you that this thing, man, is, is why. I want you to see this here because you're at Romans chapter 1, verse 24, because the scripture talks to it. You know, no, I'm, I'm not just trying to delay here. I'm just, just throwing a nugget and a principle at you here. It, it says, look here, uh, look at verse, uh, oh, God, Jesus. Look at verse 22. He says, professing themselves to be wise, they became what? Fools. And what change? See, all of us, see, 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 all of us changing. But you don't change the glory. You don't change the glory. You let the glory have its story. You let the glory change you. You let the glory of God change your life. You don't change the glory. That's the honor of God. They change the honor of God. And they begin to dishonor God. They begin to dishonor God. Look what it says here. It says, uh, professing themselves to be what? Wise. And these folks walking around thinking that they are wise. I ain't talking about just them. I'm thinking about the cohabitators, the fornicators, a bestiality, whatever you, the dope smokers, whatever you want to call the stealers, the thieves, the liars, all of them. They sitting here, they're professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible. What kind of God? An uncorruptible God. Into and what an image made like to what the corruptible man and to birds and the four foot. They go to dogs and the cats and all that mess. Daggone, we treat a daggone dog and a cat better than we treat God. I got a problem with it. And God say he got one with it too. I mean, we'll act the fool over a dog or a cat. I'm, I'm, te- I'm, look, I'm, te- look, 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 I'm teaching something that we need to hear because if we don't understand this man, we look, we're going to get caught up right up in the cycle with them. He says, come ye out from amongst them. Now, if they're going to worship their dog and their cat, you let them worship them dog and your, them ain't your friends. You're going to get over there. Then you got to get you your dog and your cat so you can worship your dog and your cat. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with dogs and cats, but there's something wrong with them when they become more important than God. We ain't even giving God what belongs to him, but we making sure that daggone manger thing, getting the daggone shots and, and getting the ruckus checked up. Yeah, I, I hope you are offended with God, but that's what I declare. What I'm saying is you're dishonoring God if your dog is getting more than what God is getting. Now, now, look, 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 I'm not trying. I don't know who got dogs and who do what with your dogs. That ain't, look, I got more important things to worry about. But he said right here, they exchanged the glory and they brought it into an image, four foot creeping things and dogs and cat fall into the category. You can get your snake and then your, your pet turtle, whatever you want to put in there. Every creeping thing, I said, it can become an idol to you. And I'm here to tell you, if you're giving that more honor than you're giving God, something's wrong. And God, look, and it ain't, look, look, something getting ready to start shaking and something getting ready to start breaking. Don't you think God going to sit there and give you and, and honor all of that? Because he loved you and he gave his only begotten son for your behalf. He shed his blood for you and he's not going to let you dishonor him. And that's why he's asking today, where is my honor? Where is my honor. Where is my honor? You ain't got the honor, your pastor. I, I, I ain't worried about that. But I'm going to show you that it's a blessing to honor your man of God. I'm going to show you. You're going to learn that over the weeks. 
But what I'm here to say, look, more than anything, you better honor God. See, it ain't how close I can get you to me, but it's how close can I get you to the living God. I can get you to Jesus because that's who you need. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, not me. You need him. And I got you to know it, it has to be all about him. See, him over here and them over there. Not him on the list and him getting mixed up on the list. Not him over here and them over there. Them, that, they, whatever is over there. And God is all by himself. Because he the one gave you air to breathe. He the one, I mean, gave you life and life more abundantly. I mean, we got to get a real perspective about who, who is our God. Who is our God? That's, that's what David said last week. Who is the God? Who is the king of glory? The Lord thy God, mighty and mighty in battle. We got to understand who God is. And when you understand, see, because here, here go. Let me just put it down to elementary to you. Here go the deal. People that are living the life that's contrary to God, saved and unsaved, it has everything to do with they don't know who God is. You can't get nobody respect that you don't know. That's why you get the entertainer to respect, because you know them. You're listening to the music, amen? You're shaking. You, you, you want to be where they are if they in town. See, that, that, that's why you honor. That's why you give them the honor. That's why you throw out that money to go to the concert, because you know them, and you're going to honor them. You're listening to their music, amen? The same thing with the athletes. You're following them left and right, what they're doing. You, 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 you honor them because you follow them. You know them. And God said, that's the problem. You're not following me. Because if you were following me and meeting me and spending time with me, you will honor me. Now, we picked it up last week. This is how he said it. This is how he told Moses. Both Moses, Moses is a type and shadow of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This is how Moses did. Moses said, he said, show me your glory. See, because the way you see all honor comes from God. And see, in order for you to be honored, you got to please God. In order for you to honor other people, you got to please God. Because all honor what comes from him. See, the Lord showed me, so he said, son, he, he got a bad situation. There's one thing to deserve honor and don't get it. But there's another thing to get honor and don't deserve it. He also told me, he says, tell, he says look, he says, ask a man who you honor and I can tell you who you like. <laughs> Whoever you honor is who you like. Whoever you're honoring, that's the person that you're like. So when we honor God, guess what? We, 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 we like him. We, we like him. And I want to be like him. I want to be like Jesus. Amen? I want to be like the son of God. That's what we're trying to become, sons of God. But this is how we said it. This is how, this is how uh, Moses, when he asked God to glory, glory, God said, I'm going to show it to you. But this is what I want you to do. He says, what? Be ready in the morning. Somebody said that again. Be ready in the morning. I want to ask you, how many of you went to the mountain this past week? I ain't talking about once or twice. I'm talking about all week long. How many of y'all went to the mountain? You got to go to the mountain. He said, be ready in the morning. This is Exodus 34, verse 2 through 6. He said, we're not going there, but I'm just bringing some around. He says, be ready in the morning. Then he says, present yourself in the mountain. (laughs) And then he said, come along. If you want to see my glory, you want to see my glory. And then he, this is what he said. He said, and then this is what I'm going to do when I pass by. I'm going to proclaim my name. <laughs> what he was saying is, you need to know who I am. You need to know who I am. See, see, this is how we know who he is. We go up into the mountain. We get ready in the morning. We go up into the mountain. We get up in the top of the mountain, amen, and we come along. 
so that God can reveal himself unto us, so that he can testify who he is. He says, I'll be gracious to whom I'll be gracious. I'll be merciful until I'll be merciful. He says, I'll deal with the sins and the iniquity of the generations that have passed and the generations that will come. I love who I want to love. And that's what God is saying. This is why we got to come to the understanding of who God is, because if you don't, you'll never honor him. The best you'll be, see, we're, I, I, see what, what, what this world is doing to us is making us self-centered. We're self-centered. If it's not about us, if the glory is not coming to us, if, if, if it's, we always got to be the one high and lifted up. But he says, no, they that humble themselves under what the mighty hand of God will be exalted in what? Do see, let him lift you up. Let him honor for you because all oh God, all promotion comes not from the north, the south, the east, the west, but it comes from the Lord. Amen. And you got to know the Lord if you're going to be promoted and honored by him. Now, you can self-promote yourself. You could be self-centered and self-righteousness all you want to, but that's dishonoring God. And I'm here to tell you, God not going for it. That's how much he loves you. He's not going for it. That's how much you love. I'm telling you, you'll climb that ladder, but you'll come back down. Look, it's always tougher coming back down that puppy. What you're saying, Pastor, we want to climb right. We want to come up right. Amen. We want to go up so he can come down. That's, that's what we desire. Now, now let, let me say a few things. Are you here? Let's look here. He says, look, verse 24, wherefore God also gave them what? Up. Somebody say he gave them up. Through the lust of their own hearts to what? Dishonor their own bodies, what? Between themselves. Look, verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a what? A lie and worship and serve what? The creature more than the what? Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26, for this cause God gave them what? Up. Unto what vile affections, for even their women did change their what natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of a woman, burned in their lust, what? One toward the down low, one towards another. Men with men, working that which is what? Unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was me. And look what he said. And even as they did not like to what? Retain God in their knowledge. Gave God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Now, now let me say this to you. I, I, see, so, somebody religious in somebody religious in could be saying, "But Pastor, I don't live live an alternative lifestyle." He just ain't talking about an alternative lifestyle. He's talking about you. You're turning the created thing. You're worshiping the created thing more than the creator. So that's what he's saying. He says, you're worshiping that thing, that, that, that created thing, when I want you to worship me and me alone. I don't want you worshiping any of that other stuff. But he said, if you do worship, he says, I'll give you up. I'll turn you over. I'll let you go on and do what you want to do. And I'm telling you, I don't come far enough in this race, brother. I don't want to be without him. I understand what David said. Uh, look, look, created me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a what? A right spirit in me. Cast me not from thy presence. Take not what? Thy Holy Spirit. What? Away from me. I can't afford not to have, not just the presence of God. I want the manifest presence of God. I want to have it so thick on me that when I walk up in the Dairy Queen the next time and them daggone quills up in there, they're going to feel the power of God up in that thing, boy. And they're going to have to straighten up. 
Because all of God, all of his glory just showed up in the ice cream shop. I'm through with feeling uncomfortable. No, it's time for the, time me put my foot on the devil and say, sucker, you're getting ready to get cast up out of here right up in the ice cream shop. I'm telling you, church, it's time for us to walk with the authority and the boldness of God in our lives. And this stuff begins in your house. You don't know what's going on. Uh, MySpace done gone. Instagram. Uh, uh, what's this other thing out there? Facebook and tweet, tweet, Twitter. And then all whatever else is going on out there. You don't know what's going on. A whole lot of it going on. Amen. And see, we, we, see, we got to understand, are we going to use this as tools in the hand of a, a guy? Or is it going to be a toy for the devil? Everything can be used one or two ways. We're going to use it to glorify God or are we going to pervert it? Uh, we go sex texting and all of that mess. You know what I'm saying? I mean, our world done went crazy. School teachers, all these daggone school teachers sleeping with these kids under age. We, we done went crazy. You better know what your kid, who they teacher is and what school they in. You better go up in there and let them know I'm a child of the king. And if you look, if you look wrong, if you do something wrong, I'm coming up in this sucker. I'm coming up in here, men and almighty God. And God going to protect my child. You, you don't know what you got your children in. You don't know what persuasion you got your children up under. I'm telling you, you better, you better keep your eye on every coach. You better keep your eye on everything. And don't you think it won't happen to you. Because the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy not only you, but your child. I'm telling you, man. Don't you think, don't you think. Then your kid wake up one day and there's something wrong with them later on in life. And you don't know it done happened right up under your, right on your watch, right up under your nose. Because you done, look, look, you done took a drink of the world and you done got doozy and you all up in the midst of it and don't even know it. That's how the enemy works. That's how the enemy works. That's how the enemy works. I know this to be true. This is how the enemy works. Do it right up under your nose. You think he... You think he worried about you? Particularly when you ain't honoring God? He stepped right on over you. Get out of my way, you old flunky. Talking about you love God and you honor God. Look what you're doing. Look how you're living. Look how you're giving. Look how you're serving. Look how you're doing everything. And you're talking about you love God. Get out of my way. I'm getting ready to take your whole family. You better get out of my way. The devil ain't nothing to play with. He ain't nothing to joke with. I'm telling you, it's time for us to stand up, man. It's time for us to stand up. I'm telling you, it's time. God is saying. Where's my honor? You young men on that back row there? But this thing ain't no joke. This thing ain't no joke. It's no joke. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not using any of those tactics. I'm giving you the truth because it's the truth that will set you free. It's the truth that will set you free. You cannot compromise with God and think you're not going to get burned. And don't think you're not going to take a hit. Don't think you're not going to take something. You want to know why? Because he is a just God. 
He is a righteous God. He is a loving, caring, sharing God. Wow, look, 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 look. This is how. See, see, I know, Lord. Let, <laughs> we, I don't want to. Let, let's, let's go over here. Oh, my God. Let, let's, please turn with me. I don't want to. We're going to get over there. Please, please turn with me to the book of Hebrews real quick. I want you to see this real quick. Hebrews. Hebrews. Thank you, Michael, for that clock. I'm going to try to honor that. We got 25 more minutes. We started a little late with everything else we had going on. So y'all guys have got to take at least 25 more minutes of this, okay? Amen. Hallelujah. Just get your heart right. Say, somebody say, bring it on, Pastor. Say, I can handle it. Yes, sir. We need more of God's word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This ain't my opinion. This ain't how I just feel about this thing. This ain't my opinion. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord, thank you, child. Thank you, sister. The Lord said, look, the, the hour coming, the hour coming, folk going to be standing up on their feet. I'm going to tell them to sit back down because the word coming, forth, so much truth coming forth. See, see, when the word, when truth come forth, even when it's preached, not when it's read, even when it's preached, folks are standing up. They ain't standing up for the preacher. They standing up for the word. They honoring the word. The word is coming forth. I'm telling you, man. The hour coming, folks. I'm going to have to tell folks, sit down so I can finish the message. Because the word is coming forth. And when that, when that word comes forth with power and demonstration and truth, I'm talking about folks going to get healed during the message. Not at the altar call. During the message. Folks getting ready to get healed and delivered. This is where we at. <laughs> uh, he told me to tell you, your pastor is turning into a, another man. Another man. And scriptures, scriptures denotes that. He's turning into another man. And so I'm going on. <laughs> I can't help but to get to the hill, George. I got to get to the hill on a regular basis. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ went to the same hill. The Bible said he, he hid himself. He would always go up to the mountain. He would always go apart. And when he come back, it says that the power of the Lord is present to heal. Because he went away and he spent time with God. He went away and interceded and cried on behalf, amen, of the world. On behalf of the people in the world. On behalf that God's uh, power and God's will would be done in the earth. He did that. And when he came back, he came back up under the power. And that's what, that ain't just for the priest, for the preacher. That's for every one of us. Every one of us. The Lord said, if you could believe it, Pastor, Wednesday night going to be just like this. I mean, every, every, every person, if you make up in your mind, say, I'm coming to Wednesday service, it's going to be just like this. Why should it be any different? That ain't Wednesday no, I ain't taking out. No. If I'm in town, if I'm around, I'm going to be what? In the house of the Lord. I'm talking about we want full praise and worship. We want it all. Nah, we ain't cutting back because it's midweek. Nah, we cranking it up in God. If we want to see this house grow, we got to put a demand. We got to put a demand on God. We say, God, we're willing. We're willing, God. We're willing to be here. We're willing to worship God. We're willing to be a part of God. See, because God ain't going to give nothing to anybody that haven't given themselves. Look, 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 look. That's only equated to this house, even in your house. No, 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 don't chalk it up on the church. Pastor giving this old church thing on us. No, don't chalk it up to this. If you don't give him your all in your house, amen, he ain't, no, 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 he ain't, he ain't, he ain't, no, he ain't giving no favor over there. Where is my honor? That's what he's asking today. Where's my honor? Are you at Hebrews chapter 12? Let's pick up here. I'm going to read this from the, 
I want to read this. You, you okay back there, Jason? Yeah. Huh? Okay, I want to make sure I ain't, ain't, ain't knock you out of here, man. You, you know, you, you've been the one probably been not here as long as anybody else. You, can you handle it? Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, matter of fact that's the one telling me, Pastor, when we going to pick this thing up? You hear what I'm saying? We can get so daggone comfortable. Oh, we can't, don't, don't push us too fast, Pastor. We, we, we know, we, nah, uh-uh. Lord say, turn it up. He said, because you know what? The world pushing them all over the place out there. Pushing them hard. I can't even put my hand on you when you're in the church. I'm going here, I'm flowing here, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. That's right, that's right. Oh, I'm telling the truth. God said, now it's time to put some more coal in, in the caboose. And he and look and see him saying, look, I, I'm the one up front, and he throwing fire in there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, boy, he says, get them moving, get to the moving, get get it to moving, son. He said, you got to move, because there's other people that got to be picked up. You want to stay stuck like Chuck, or do you want to pick up somebody else on the train? People want to be involved with something that's moving, that's going, that's living, not an organization that's fixed. And we got this, this, and this, that. Nah, he wants to be something that's living, something that's changing. I know I want to be, even on my job. I don't want to sit on a deadbeat job. I don't care how big of a check and how much of a I want to be challenged. I want to do something. I want to make a difference. And you know what I'm saying? And the same thing in the house of God. You should want to be challenged. You should want to make a difference. You should want this house full so that your gift can come forth. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're living in this high-fluting society that we live in. I'm here to tell you, man, people need Jesus. People need to be set free. I'm telling you, I'm talking about up in the boardroom, the corporate house, wherever they at, come out, come out, wherever you are, all of you need Jesus. Ain't nobody too smart for Jesus. Ain't nobody making too much money for Jesus. Nobody. Most of those that got all that money that don't have Jesus, they hurting, they crying, they wondering why, what's going on. They need Jesus in their life. They need Jesus in their life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Where we at, church? Romans chapter 12. Hebrews. All right, I'm over there. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 5. Mm. This is the writer of Hebrews, he's dealing here with the importance of us understanding that we have to be um, that we have to be chastised. Let me go and say this before we run out of time. How, how do we honor God? I want to say this. Number one, by understanding his goodness. Somebody say understanding his goodness. This is how we will honor him. I already talked about that. That's why Moses came up. We're going to see, we're going to go over to Samuel earlier. You're going to see how Hannah talked about God, even though she was barren and didn't have a baby. And the Lord gave her a baby, but she bragged and she talked about God. She honored God and honor, and God honors those that honor him. We're going to see in the same passage that Eli did not honor. This is what he says. Eli, you've honored me. You've honored your sons over me. That's what he said. 
I'm talking about what is my honor, God is saying. And, and, and But one of the things I want you to see here, or the first thing we said, we got to understand his goodness. This is when God told Moses, he says, when I come by you, get up in the cleft of the rock. When I come by you, I'm going to proclaim my goodness. What he's saying is I'm going to proclaim who I am to you. And we got to understand his goodness. Somebody said we got to understand his goodness. The second thing that we do, see, because when we understand his goodness, his love and kindness that he's shown towards us. Amen. How great. Those songs that we were singing. We got to understand that love that he has shown towards us. Through what? Through the giving of his son. For our sins. You hear what I'm saying? For our sins. And not only for our sins, but sins. Our past, present, and future sins. Our iniquities, the stuff that's crooked on the inside of us. You know what I'm saying? Our transgressions, those things that we have done towards other people. We got, to, we got to understand the goodness of God that he has come and made a provision through his son, and he has forgiven us for that. See, this is when he gets his honor, when we know how good he has been to us. Most of us don't realize just how good God has been before us. And he says, if you want my glory, the first thing I'm going to show you is my goodness. Because that's what you do before I show you a house or a car, a boat, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it may be, before I show you all of that, I got to show you my goodness. Because it's my goodness that will get you there. But if I get that to you before you understand my goodness, that which I got for you going to get you. And then you're going to begin to worship the created instead of the creator. You hear what I'm saying? He says, so, one, so if you're going to honor him, you got to understand his goodness. Say, I got to understand his goodness. Well, that's how we're going to honor God. I got to understand his goodness. The second thing he said, tell the people that they got to say, say I got to worship him by giving him my whole life. Now, when I understand his goodness, I ain't got no problem with giving him my life. I mean, my, somebody say my whole life, my whole heart. I mean, everything. The dog, the cat, the squirrel, the car, the house. I mean, I, I'm glory. I want to give it all unto you. See, because you really understand that you're only a steward over it. It ain't yours, it's God's. And if God told you to give it away, can you give it away? Because you're going to be tried on what you got. You're going to see, see, that's why everything that God gives you, you don't hold on to it. He blesses you so it can keep moving. I mean, look, some of us, he's going to bless you to the point he's going to have you giving cars away. I mean, good cars. You're talking about something you done ran down and what's called and all leaking oil and flat tire. I'm talking about good cars. See, this is what he's dealing with them boys over in Malachi. He said he, he was dealing with them. They didn't bring him a precious seed. They brought him, a, they brought him something that was sick. He said, y'all guys worship me. You say you're going to do this, that, and the other. Then you bring me this old sick seed. You bring me what was left and what, what not what was right. You, you didn't bring me the first fruits. You brought me what was left over. You brought me what gonna, what going to be good. What going to work out for you. Well, God, I give you what's left over. I'm telling you, that's dishonoring God. And God is saying, where is my honor? He, told me, he said some four things. He said four things that he got to learn about my honor. Somebody say, in my giving. In my giving. He said, you got to honor me in my giving. The second thing he said, tell them they got to honor me in their living. Say, in my living. See, your honor him in your giving going to match up with your living. See, you, you can't understand how I live until you understand how I give. It's, it's lined up with your giving. Your giving should be lined up with your living. Amen? 
That's, that's what it is. See, see, but most folks living ain't lining up with their giving. You know what I'm saying? You living better than what you're giving. See, that's where you're dishonoring God. You hear what I'm saying? You're living better than what you're giving. That, that, he's saying, where is my honor? Your, your house look one way. Go over to Hattie Malachi. Wait a minute, uh, Haggai. You ain't got to go over there. But he, he deals with this not more than once, but twice. He said, boy, y'all so busy getting your house looking good while the house of God stand over there in ruins. What you saying, Pastor? Look, if we need an air conditioner, let me hear what now. We're going to raise up some funds, but if you got the money to buy an air conditioner, guess who's supposed to get it? You're supposed to get it. Don't be sitting around where we, where we waiting on the pastor to, to tell folks to come together. Now, if you got the money to buy the air conditioner, buy the air conditioner. You can go check it out, spot it out, do what you want to do on it. But if the, the house of God, see, this is where you're going to be tested. This is where you got to know what you got to know. Because I'm telling you, if I had the money personally, we would have a new air conditioner. I wouldn't even think, not, not because I'm the preacher, because I understand how God operates. I understand seed. I understand how to sow in the good ground. I understand these types of things. Amen. I'm telling you, we growing up. We growing up. We growing up so we can go up. I don't know about you, but I want to go. So somebody say my giving, my living, my loving, and my serving. Them four things right there I'm going to deal with in the next weeks to come. I'm not going to deal with them today. But I'm going to break these things down so they can get down. I'm telling you, your life will never be the same. If you're not here, amen, one of those Sundays, I'm telling you, you need to make some space and some time to listen to the message. You ain't got no excuse not to hear the word of God. Well, pastor, I was out. See, this is how busy we are. We so busy that when we miss church, we can't even get on the internet and at least look at the notes or listen to the message for the pastor so we can stay in step with the house of God, with the man of God, with what God is doing. And then we come in the house... And we went, well, why are they acting the fool up in here? Why everybody's so excited in here? Because God is moving. He ain't taking off because you took off. <laughs> we better wake up. What kind of God is that? And there's nothing wrong with you taking off. But what I'm saying, you got to stay up. With what God is doing here at the bread of life. Because you can get back up in this thing and you get offended. You get, man, why, why, why are they doing all of this? Because well, you've been busy off doing what you're doing. Are we supposed to stay still here and don't do anything? Oh, let's wait till they get back. We ain't going to do anything till they get back. We sure ain't going to increase that. Well, baby, they're tired. They, they got a lot going on in their life, God. They got children. They got all that bull crap. That's what the Lord told me. I'm here to tell you. That's what the Lord told your pastor. Now, you can go talk to God. And you can get straight with God because I don't want no condemnation on you. Whatever you got to do, do. But I'm telling you, ask the Holy Spirit to start checking your spirit. And look, look, not that you honor the pastor. He's saying, where is? This ain't about me. Because this is what he said. This is what he says right here. If you cannot honor a man that you can't see, you sure can't honor a God that you cannot see. That's scripture. I said something I want to get back to. I said my giving, my living, my loving, my serving. Those are things that we're going to deal with, right? Well, how do we honor God? We said understand his goodness. Worship him by giving your life. And then the third thing is allowing God to bring correction into your life. Somebody say allowing God to bring correction into your life. You're at Hebrews chapter 12, right? And I want you to see this. Hebrews 12. And it says here, let's pick up 
uh, this is where he's dealing with, um, uh, the writer is dealing with how he, the father deals with his son. Verse 5, and he says, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he what? Chasteth it. You hear that? He corrects. And he scourges. You hear that? And we break it out. That's a whip or a lash. He talking about punishment, man. Amen? And then you hear my heart as your pastor. I'm not here to punish anybody. That's not my position to do that. But I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm here to tell you that we don't have to make no excuses for God about anything. About nothing. About anything. Let the Lord be the Lord thy God. And it goes on to say here, if ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with what sons? For what God is he whom the Father chaseth if not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are but partakers, then are ye bastards? You're illegitimate and not sons. He said, now, if you're a person that's in the kingdom and you think you're exempt from being corrected, he said, you, you ain't even in the family. You're a bastard. We don't ever want to get to a place where, who, who he think he is? He, don't, he can't tell me that. He can't speak like that to me. I'm just speaking the oracles of God. You think about it. Think about if your kid come to you. Well, who he think he is? You better not put your hand on me anymore. I tell you something. You do that again, I'm going to call 4 whatever that is, 411. Look, I'm going to give you the phone. I'll drive you down to 411, wherever it is. And you get ready to call him, you going on, you got your eviction notes, you going on to stay with 411. Well, whoever it is, 4102, 203, or whatever it is. What you saying, Pastor? Listen, what I'm saying, what you saying, Pastor? We let the world put all kind of rules on us. We let our workplace put all kind of rules on us. But we can't even listen. We don't even, we can't handle what God is trying to do. And God ain't putting no rules on you. God is talking about a relationship. And our job got us all ruled up. I mean, you hear them say everything else got rules to it. And God is so gracious and merciful and kind to us. He's asking, where's my honor? Place that you can't be free in me. You can't even honor the house. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be what? Partakers of his what? Holiness. Of his what? Holiness. Now, no chastening for the present seemed to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of what? Righteousness unto them which are what? Exercised thereby. Look at verse 12. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feet. Lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it be rather be healed. Follow peace with all men in holiness, which out no man shall see the Lord. Let, let me read this to you uh, in another translation here in the New Living Bible, uh, beginning at verse 7. He says, let God train you, for he is doing what any loving father does for his children. Whoever heard of a son who was never corrected, if God doesn't punish you when you need it as uh, others, fathers...
don't really belong to his family. Since we respect our fathers here on earth, though they punish us, should we not even more cheerfully submit to God's training so that we can really begin to live? He says, our earthly fathers trained us for a few brief years, doing the best for what they knew how. And for our best good, that we may share in his holiness. Being punished isn't enjoyable. While it is happening, it hurts. But afterwards, we can see the result. A quiet growth in grace and character. So take a, somebody so take a new grip with your tired hands. He said, stand firm on your shaky legs. Oh, my God. He said, man, look, this thing coming. I know it ain't comfortable. But he said, take a firm grip on him. Stand up on your feeble legs. Amen. Look what he says. And then he says this. He says, then he said, then mark out a straight, smooth path for your feet. You hear what he's saying? He said, take a new grip, stand up straight, and mark out a straight path for you to walk home. Oh my God. Woo! My, 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 my. If you're gonna get the holiness, you got to get a new grip. You got to stand up straight and you got to walk a, a narrow path. Wide is the road to destruction, but narrow is the path unto the most high God. Oh, my God. Yeah, we ain't getting there like this. We ain't, nah, nah, we ain't going to get there like that. Nah, it's got to be straight. I narrow. Look, when you take that DUI, what they do? Nah, they want to what? Straight. Narrow path. And God is saying, look, I want to make sure that you're not under the influence, but you want to be under my influence. And see, when you're under the world's influence, it's like this. When you got them spirits, but when you got the Lord thy God spirit, it's one like this. Take a grip, stand straight up, and you're walking a narrow and a straight line because you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you're doing what God tells you to do. Oh, my God. It's no longer about me. It's no longer about you. Where is my honor? Where is my honor? I can't take too much more of it. I got three minutes. We're going to finish. Let's go over here to Samuel. First Samuel chapter two. This is where we're going to end. First Samuel chapter two. I want you to see this. Hallelujah. I don't pray. Look, I struggle just like anybody else. And I'm here to tell you, if you ain't on the mountain daily, you're you going to do what you want to do. Hallelujah. I'm like a leader I can control. Keep up under my thumb. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes, Jesus. Yeah, Pat, church. Can you tell me? First. Okay, first Samuel, some two, okay? Okay, all right. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to get there. Amen. Hallelujah. I want us to.
understand. So I want you to see something. Look at two and one. You know, I talked to you earlier about one of the first things you need to know is the goodness of God. You need to know his goodness and what he's done. Look what Hannah said about him. We're going to close in this area. And Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoiceth in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because. What? What are you talking about? That go against what I'm doing. I'm too suave to swat. I don't arrive. I don't swat. That's for them people. Okay, if you can't swat in the street, swat on your job. But you got to swat somewhere. So win an action team. See, look, that for you that got busy schedules. Work it in your life. I can't make it to church, Pastor, but I'm witnessing at lunch with somebody. I'm mentoring somebody on my job. I ain't talking about mentoring them on on, on, on the world system or or, or on a book by some Girati Yigadi. It ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having the Bible open. No, you know, no, let me go and break it down. Some of us, look, we get in these jobs and we hear all the new techniques they got, and there's nothing new under the sun. And it's something that somebody done took from God and done perverted it. And it's the best thing against sliced bread. Who moved my cheese, my macaroni, and all of that? And then we, we, we go past them kind of books out to people. Because we're, 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 we're studly and we're, 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 we're in line with what's going on out here. If you can't swat out there, swat in the world and give them something to read that's going to feed their soul. That's going to speak to their spirit man. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my God. This is the Holy Ghost here. Oh, no, no. Look, look, aren't you glad? Woo, I'm glad. Because I don't just have to preach this word. I got delivered. And I'm telling you now, I ain't preaching nothing that I'm not living. You ain't got no, you ain't got no. Now, you ain't got no hypocrite preacher here. If I ain't living it, I ain't preaching it. But I'm telling you, brother, but if I'm living it, it's going to come out loud and proud. If they can be proud about their gay and all that, I'm going to be proud about my Jesus. I'm going to be proud about my God. I don't care who it identifies me with or separate me from. I'm telling you because he told me the party going to go on with you, pastor, or without you. Do you think that word was just for you? The Lord told me the party going to go on with or without you, pastor. You can keep living like that, or you can come on up to the hill and get the full measure of my glory and come on back down and tell the people what I told you to tell them and live how I told you to live. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, I love you, but if I got to choose between Jesus, God, and the Holy Ghost, and you, I want you to know loud and proud, I'm going with him. I'm going with him. 
<laughs> you can go where you want to go and do what you want to do. I'm going with my Jesus. I'm going with him. I'm going with him. You can show count on that. Your pastor going with Jesus. Follow me. Not me following you. Follow me as I follow Christ. You may be seated so we can get out of here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at verse 2. We're almost finished. He says, this is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. You hear how she's praying and testifying? She says, talk no more so exceedingly proudly. Let not arrogance come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumble are girded with strength. They that that were full have hired out themselves for bread. You hear that? Have hired. He said, take your bread and cast it upon many water. He says, but they that are full done hide out themselves for some bread. So you got to know how to have, hold, and handle your bread. Because if you don't handle it right, it'll handle you. And you'll sell out for that bread. You need to know money, money is the lowest thing in the kingdom. This is why you got to pass the test. The highest thing in the kingdom is souls, souls, souls. See, your money will keep you from going after souls. So that's why you got to pass the money test. Because the money is not for you, honey. The money is for the kingdom so that souls can get saved. Look what it says. He says, they that are full have hired out themselves for bread. And that they were hungry ceased. So that the barren have borne seven. And she that had many childs is waxed feeble. You hear that? The, the barren have done what? Born seven. You hear what I'm saying? See, I ain't got anything but God birth. And God is favorable because I love my God. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to let me be without. You hear what I'm saying? Look at verse 6. The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and he lifteth up. He raises up the door out of the dust and lifted up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among what? Princes. To set who? The beggar. He raised them up to set them amongst who? princes. You hear that? And to make them what? Inherit the throne of what? Glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and have set up the world what? Upon them. He will keep the feet of his what? He will keep who feet? The saints. And the wicked shall be what? Silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man what? Prevail. By strength shall no man prevail. Verse 10. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of the heavens shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth and he shall give strength unto what? His king and exalt what? The horn of his anointing. Now let me say this. And we, we, I got one more thing to read in, in, in that same area. And it's done with. Let me say this. Do you think she understood the goodness of God? This is what God is saying. The way you're going to honor me, you got to know the goodness of God the way Hannah did. You got to be able to stand up and, and just give a register of, of the goodness of God. I ain't talking about get your Bible, but talk about the goodness of God. You got to be able to do that, amen? Because it must stay on your mind. It must stay in your heart. You must, because if you don't understand the goodness of God, the only goodness that you're going to be worried about is your goodness. And what you need to do, your self-centeredness, your self-righteousness, your self-promotion, your self-doing this, that, getting that, and other, gaining, and all of that. He said, but no, when you know the goodness of God. This is why he said, now, when you come up in the hill, I'm going to let my goodness pass by you. Because the first revelation that we need to have of God is his goodness. And when we understand his goodness, 
will understand our salvation. And boy, and then you wouldn't want to live wrong. You won't want to give wrong. You don't want to serve wrong. You don't even want to love wrong anymore. You want to give honor where honor is due. And the only way you can do it is you got to give him his honor. You can't go honor somebody else and you ain't even honor God. He said, because you will be who you honor. Who you honor is who you're going to become like. <laughs> okay, hold on. We, we, we'll finish here. I can't take too much more of this. Last thing, look at verse 27 in the same chapter, and we're closing this thing up. I want you to see here, Hannah was the woman that was after God's own heart. Was she not? Yeah. And God blessed her. But Eli, she gave her son, didn't she, Samuel, I mean, uh, she gave her son Samuel to Eli the prophet. And Eli had some sons. You know what them sons bore them to them boys? First of all, this is the first thing they did. They partook of the offering of the Lord when they weren't supposed to handle it. Their heart weren't right, weren't anything right about them. And they went in there and they done what they were not supposed to do. Number two, they're sleeping with the women of the church, the sons. I tell my boy right now, I mean, Joshua, Matthew, look, little brother, don't you ever, look, 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 I will, look, I remember when my pastor had to do this. I remember when Apostle Holcomb had to do this years ago. He had a church meeting, and he had to put his son, own son, out of the church. And, you know, it took a father. And you know what it was? Because, why did he do it? Because he honored God. He loved his son, but I got to honor God. Because if, if, if I let my son get away from doing the things that he done, be, then I would begin to what? Dishonor God. See, what I'm saying is when you honor God, it will separate you from your family members. Oh, God. I'm telling you, it will. It will. And so, so just as I have to make the decision, I'm, I'm going to go with the people, I'm going to go with God. You got to make a decision, I'm going with my family, I'm going with God. What we're saying, we're praying that our family won't put us in that position. But if they do, but if they do. You already got to know, but no, but no. Ah, I'm going with Jesus. <laughs> Not only for me, but me and my household. Joshua said for this, as far as me and what? My household. We going to what? We going to serve the Lord, baby. <laughs> y'all can do what y'all want to do, but we gonna, you can talk about us, but you can't talk without us. Because <laughs> we, we're, we're the voice of the most high God. Y'all better be lucky we in the family. <laughs> I ain't talking about bragging and boasting on our own self. I'm talking about you better know the grace of God up on some of y'all because I love God and I'm praying for your wicked self. You better know it. Now, if you want to kick me out, look, 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 there is a story. Look, look, I ain't got time to go over to Genesis where they kick out. Isaac was prospering. The Bible says Isaac sold a seed. I'm going to deal with that next Sunday. And I give it. He sold a seed in the land and it birthed forth a hundredfold in the same year. They told him to get up and get out of here because what? You're prospering. That's what it said. Get up out of here when you're prospering. He get on down there. The Bible says the people in that city come back to their senses and say, look, we better go back and get Isaac. Amen. Yeah, they went back and said, I, you got to come on back, Isaac, because what? We stopped. Prospering when you left. You got to understand if if you're the child of the most high God. Look, I understand Pose Zero I work at. One reason they're prospering is because I come up in that sucker every day. Because I walk up in there. I ain't talking, I ain't talking about me. I'm talking about the most high God. He opened up the door for me to get in here. And then if he's going to come in there, he's going to show himself strong. If for nobody else, he's going to show it for me. Because I'm his child. I'm a child of the king. 
I'm a child of the king, amen? <laughs> That's why I don't go to work in any fear, any intimidation from man or any of that. I ain't worried about no job, amen? Look, they, look, they might crank up the fire, but they're going to look back and see like they did for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I thought we put three in there, but I see a fourth man in the fire, and it looked like the son of God, the son of God. And then when he come out of there, he promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, honor the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God said, if you honor me, I'll honor you. I'm going to show you that. That's where we're going to close that right here. I'm going to show you that. Are you ready? <laughs> Go and close your Bibles. Amen. I want you to understand this. It says, verse 26, in the town, just listen. Hannah gave her son to the Lord. And the Bible says, and the child, verse, this is 26, 2 and 26. And the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with Lord, the Lord and also with me. Why? Not because of Eli. Eli dishonored God concerning his children. It would be because of Hannah. And she had made a vow to the Lord thy God. When you make a vow, you got to keep your vow. She didn't have any children, and she wanted children. And she says, Lord, if I make a vow unto you to give me a kid, I will give him to the house of the Lord. And she gave her kid to Eli to bring her son up in the house of the Lord. Eli wasn't a faithful priest, but I'm going to tell you that uh, 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 the man of God, Samuel, had a faithful mama. And I'm telling you, the favor that God had upon her life protected her son to the point when God began to speak to Samuel and Eli began to realize that God was no longer speaking to him. He was speaking to Eli. And he says this, he says, look, he says, because he, he, he was a trained young man and the young man came to the priest and said, did you call me? Did you call me? And Eli realized, he says, no. Eli realized that God no longer talking to me, but he's talking to Samuel now. And then he says, when he call you the next time, say, yes, Lord. Say, yes, Lord. And the Bible says that, look, the words in which Samuel spoke, none of them hit the ground. That's the kind. This is when we, when, when we honor God. Honor God. Will honor. See, I want y'all to understand. Sometimes we can get so self-centered about us and about what we want to accomplish, not knowing that it's going to affect you and the generations to come. Your children's children, that pride, it's going to be on your children. But when we humble ourselves and we know that he is our almighty God, when we stand up on top of the mountain and present our bodies as living sacrifice, when we tell him, Lord, I present my body as a living sacrifice unto you, I do not think of myself more highly than I ought to, Lord. For I know that you've dealt to every man the same measure of faith, Lord. I thank you, God, that I come, Lord. And I know, Father, you're not only working through me, you're working through my brothers and my sisters. Matter of fact, I lift them up and not myself up. I lift, I lift up everybody else around me, God. I lift up my co-workers. I lift up my boss. I lift up my masters, my servants. I lift up my pastor. I lift up everybody, God. When you do all that lifting up, don't you think God is, whoa, he done lift you up. Hannah done pray. I'm telling you, man, and she knows the goodness of God and her son is blessed. He was a blessing, was he not? God bless him. Now, let's, let's look at this. We're going to close. Uh, yeah, 20, look at 28. 
27, I'm sorry. I promise you, this is where we're going to close. And there came a man of God unto Eli. Somebody say a man of God. A messenger. <laughs> Woo! You got to understand who your man of God is. He just ain't no daggone instructor. He ain't your boss on the job. You know what I'm saying? He ain't your buddy. He, you know what I'm saying? He, look, look, yeah. He ain't your, uh, uh, what you call those things, a life coach. Yeah. I ain't, no, I ain't that. No, no. I'm your preacher. Yeah. I'm your pastor. Yeah. Amen. I'm trying to get you into the land flowing with milk and honey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not your advisor. I know I ain't your spiritual advisor. I'm your pastor. I'm your priest. You know what I'm saying? I'm your man of God. You got to understand this. <laughs> we got to understand this. See, because what's going to happen? See, your, your man of God helps you. He helps you. Now, you know what Eli done done? And God, he done, been, he done dishonored God. Now, here come the man of God. That boy going to wish this was Nathan, but it won't Nathan. When Nathan came to David, he came for, he can't get up boy a second, no chance. But he get ready to tell Eli, look, boy, what I, I done for you, I done for your father. Did I not tell, look, look, look what he says here. Look, 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 look. I'm sorry, church. I'm sorry. Amen. Well, I, now I take that back. The Lord told me don't be sorry about anything when it's his word. Amen. Let's, let's read. Amen. Verse 27. And there came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, thus saith the Lord, did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? What he's telling you, look, I, I brought him out. Look at verse 28. And did I choose him out of the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon my altar, to burn incense, to wear ephod before me and did I look what he said did I did I did I did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel he says wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice and at my offering which I have commanded in my habitation and what and do what so I need you to hear that and do what honor it my thy sons what above me to make yourselves fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy house and thy house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, be it far what from me for them that honor me, I will what honor and them that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. You took my honor and you gave it to your sons. You kept back the offering. You held, you held on to it. You kept it, that which was supposed to be given to me. And he says, I'm going to tell you, I will honor them that honor me. And I will despise them that despise me. He, I, I, I'll show you a little bit, but you ain't going to get my full blessing by dishonoring me. Some of us are so heavy up under the grace of God right now. Some of us are hanging on by a string. Because of God's mercy and his grace. As your pastor, I want you to honor God. This is what this whole series of messages. Let me, let me say this to you. The worst part is over. I had to lay a, a firm foundation so that you'll be able to receive with a right heart and mind that which is to come. I can't teach you about honoring anybody else if you don't honor God. 
Because all honor comes out of him. And if you don't know his goodness, you'll never begin to honor him. And when you learn his goodness, then you give your whole life and everything to him. Because you realize he gave everything to you. And then you'll be able to say, I can take correction from my father, from my heavenly father, from the under-shepherd that he put in my life. That he's come not to hurt me, but I come to help you. Not to harm you, but allow you to heal. The Bible says that the shepherd, that when the sheep got out and started doing their own thing, that, see, the staff was the comfort, but the rod is a rod of correction. And, and every now and then, the pastor got, the shepherd got to stick out the rod. Why? So the sheep can come up under the rod. You don't go over the rod. You go under the rod. So I got to put out the rule of measure. It's called the word. So that you can get up under the word. Well, who is the word? Jesus. We're doing what? Leaning on Jesus. We're leaning on Jesus. I want you to lean on Jesus. I want us to, when that day, that day comes, we all going to be rejoicing in heaven. And we ain't got to wait till we get to heaven. We can rejoice right down here in the earth. Can we not? Did we hear from God today? That's all I want to ask. Did we hear? Not from the, did we hear from God today? You don't ever want to come to church and you ain't heard from God. But when you, when you hear from God, you want, you can, you be thinking when the next time I'm going to be able to hear from God. We, next Sunday, we got to put something in place. We got to put something in place, pastor. You mean I got to write, I know you can get it from somewhere else, but I'm your pastor. You hear what I'm saying? And I want you to go to God for yourself. See, but you can't get into this self thing. I'm, 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 I got my own thing going on, Pastor. Me and God spending time, that's deception. Forsake not the assembling of the selves, the, the saints together. You mean, it's profitable that we all come together. It keeps us humble. Because if you can't sit up under somebody, you sure ain't going to be able to be over somebody. I listen to my pastor's message every week. I, I might miss one or two, but I try to double back and get them. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. I get my pastor's messages electronically. I pay his church. I say, y'all send me the pastor's messages. Amen? And I ain't preaching his messages. If I do, the Lord would tell me when to do that, but I ain't preaching his messages. I, I'm going to get, but you know what? I'm being pastored by his messages. Every, every pastor needs to be pastor. Now think if I just got so good, I ain't, I ain't listening to my man of God. I got this thing. I'm going up to the mountain for myself. I got to be pastor. And if he'd been pastoring for 34 years, no divorce, no split church, none of that, and the apostle, the favor of God up under his life, he got something to say. And I, and I can't wait to hear it. I'm going to get an email this afternoon. Amen. If I don't listen to it tonight, oh, I will bust a move tomorrow morning. I'm going to pick up what God has for me as well. Oh, yeah, I got this. This is for me. I'm the first fruit. I'm the partaker of this thing. I was crying in the shower this morning. 
just crying about the goodness of God and that how God would even allow me to stand up and proclaim his gospel. I mean, I was just crying in the shower. God, you're so good to me. God, you're so good. And I thought about his goodness. He's been so graceful and merciful and kind to me. Let us stand to our feet. We don't need a song. We're not going to end in a song.